In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in sports and politics today. Whoa. It's Tuesday. It's, it's sports day starting today. Game day. <laughs> yeah. Match point. <laughs> yeah, we all just start saying phrases, you know, touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of that this morning with the Carl Nassib news, which we'll talk about. And the mm-hmm. only thing I came, uh, the only analogy was that he's a defensive lineman, which is DL and is now not on the DL. But that didn't seem like a joke I should make. Oh, well, I appreciated that a lot. I think that's funny. <laughs> Excellent. So today we're going to talk about some sports, but first I wanted to talk about, uh, our own personal journeys with athletics because it's come up a few times in this podcast. I remember most recently, Elise talked about how she preferred to show bracelets uh, than participate in sports. Mm-hmm. Brian, I, I heard you on Elise's podcast talking about uh, you were a big soccer star. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I bet we have a, a range here. Uh, Brian, what's, what's been your, what's the role of sports for you? You are, you still play soccer, right? Yeah, I still play soccer. Um, I'm getting up there though. I'm getting close <laughs> to maybe retirement age. I don't know. No. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, the thing about me though, with soccer, I had like a pretty good experience just because also like when you're good, at, when you're, if I was when you're good at something, people you know are like nicer to you about it. But also a lot of the guys I played with, I had been playing with since I was like six or seven, you know what I mean? So like I had known school? them my whole life. So, yeah. So like, I never really had a, like a bad sports experience in terms of like, you know, being gay. I think everyone probably knew <laughs> that I was, but like no one gave me shit about it, you know? So that's yeah. nice, I guess. <laughs> um, I earned a varsity letter for participating in the uh, one act play competition because technically <laughs> that that's an was athletic event. an athletic yeah. event because of theater sports. And I never went and collected my letter. And I'm really pissed that I didn't do that because I thought I was too cool to collect the letter when now, in fact, that it would be, be really so cool. funny for me to have it. It would. I feel mm-hmm. like it would be in the background of this very recording. There's a lot yeah. of stuff from my high school that I don't have because at the time I was like, the cougar spirit, fuck Oakton. And now I'm like, oh, God, I wish I had this stupid stuff. I know. Like, I yeah, like- I never got a varsity jacket, and I was like, I'm. I would never wear it. It's. Oh, it was also like pretty atrocious looking. It was like our school colors were like maroon and gold, so like the sleeves were like a yellow mustard. It was, it was like ketchup and mustard. To, yeah. Tbh. Mm-hmm. We um, were burgundy and gold, so very. Yeah. Similar. Oh, I feel like, but I feel like now if I had it, it would be it'd be like a funny, fun thing to like whip out every now and then. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> it would. It would. 
right? Yeah. Mike only wears like the only sweatshirt hoodie he wears. This is like high school track one. And we have another friend who like has looked for it on eBay. He just thinks it's so cool. <laughs> like, cause it's just like from the year, like 2001 at random Colorado school. I never excelled in any sports. I actually recently talked to my mom about this and like, they made me do everything. They would put me in like tennis and rollerblading um, and soccer and all of that. And I always assumed it was just because they like wanted me to try lots of things and see what I liked. Uh, but she recent, my mom recently told me that they tried to kick me out of tennis lessons because I was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were like, they were like, man, like this isn't for her. She has, you know, she has no hand eye coordination. And my mom just snapped at them and goes, do you not think that's why I brought her here? <laughs> like, <laughs> the reason she actually You're brought me to all these sports. You're supposed to teach her the hand eye <laughs> right. for It's your job to fix her. <laughs> I thought she was bringing me to all these sports because she saw potential in me. And they were like, surely one of these I mean, she could be good at any of them. So why deprive her of any of them? But really it was because they just wanted to keep me from falling down all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, well, I already told my story, but my parents stopped trying to put me in sports pretty quickly, but um, I dedicated myself to the theater so early. Yes. That, you know. <laughs> it paid off. And, and here we are. Now it's paid off. Yes. <laughs> Right. Exactly. I just, the, the sport I stuck with was horseback riding and it just embedded in me like a very deep sense of fear and anxiety. Cause my mom would just like rescue horses that were not rideable and be like, this is your horse, <laughs> <laughs> which she also recently apologized for. So uh, should I start a podcast? Oh. Just me and my mom's phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Amanda, I didn't realize that you were a horse girl. I was a horse girl, but I was like not good enough at it to be a proper horse girl. I mm. wasn't into it enough. I just like, cause I had scary horses. Mm. I, I really mark I say the mark of a horse girl is just the love of the horse yes right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and also like um you know those Had the energy like, right yeah those you remember those things that you would put over your textbook so they wouldn't get ruined yeah yes. like what are those like like weird things like I used yes. to, stretchy yeah stretchy things like and you could always notice the horse girls because they would tend Mine to have horses, horses. yes yes, uh, yes. <laughs> I guess I was horse girl I was horse girl <laughs> So let's get into the headline that brought us to this topic. So Raiders defensive lineman Carl Nassib came out in a statement posted to his Instagram account last night. This is the first act. This makes him the first active player in the NFL to publicly identify as gay. So huge. Let's listen to him make this announcement on Instagram last night. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future holds. Uh, that's all I have for you guys. I hope you have a great day. Okay. Nice. God bless <laughs> and God I bless just, it. Yeah, I'm just stopping by real quick to uh, say that I'm gay. I um, thought that was so funny. I do love the intro. <laughs> hey guys, uh, just quick note that I am gay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is a meme. Just, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> hey guys, yeah. just thought I should let you know. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, this is huge. I mean, I can't, it's hard to believe that there, there, this didn't exist yet. I think there are a number of players, maybe I'm overstating that, but I think at least more than one who came out after they left the league and said that they were gay the whole time, since mm-hmm. that's how mm-hmm. it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, I mean, what impact do you think Carl's coming out has, Brian? I think it, I think it has a great impact. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, th- I think we, I brought, I bring this up all the time. But I think we often forget how recently marriage equality happened. That was like, what, 2016, I guess, 2017. 15. I always always have to Google 2016. So that's like not too long ago. Um, oh. But also, you know, depending on where you grow up, you know, the environment around football, like in sports in general, is not very homosexual friendly like I you know my experience is probably one of the few positive ones like like you're in the minority <laughs> like it's to- it's ma- male toxic masculinity you know is rampant in sports especially football and I don't know I think it does help like he says he's donating money to the, the Trevor Project which you know is it helps for suicide prevention because you know gay kids are much more likely to attempt suicide and have suicidal ideation. So I, you know, it's, it is, uh, you know, important. I think it's really, I think it's really nice. (laughs) I think I, I agree with everything Brian said. And I also just feel like there's actually something kind of nice to like the bro-y energy of his Mm -hmm. announcement, because like, I don't know, he, he literally sounds like a NFL football player coming out. Like, yeah. yeah, there's something about it that I think really speaks to like anyone can be gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. it doesn't it doesn't affect your masculinity to be gay, or like you can't mm-hmm. you know judge a book by its cover, or whatever. You can still be sports bro and be gay. Mm-hmm. So I think that like as kind of as as like kind of funny it like struck me when I first heard the announcement I think it's also really important that it like honestly <laughs> has like a fratty tone to it well I always say ma- the most masculine thing you can do is to sleep with other men you know like, absolutely like, For sure. like what else what, like it's pretty it's pretty feminine <laughs> to sleep with women I'm, I'm saying it's pretty gay yeah no I'm kidding obviously um yeah no it's cool um I wonder how pissed off Colton Underwood is right now I know um, the attention really really stole really stole his gay football player thunder and also he as far as I know this man is not accused of stalking and never put a tracking device on a woman's car so not accused of stalking not accused of stalking there has been some chatter this morning and I wouldn't normally bring this up because it's literally chatter um, but I will bring it up because of what happened when I tried to confirm it. <laughs> I'm so, you guys, let, let me just say that Amanda's about to like drop some tea and I'm so, I'm excited. I'm just genuinely curious about this. So um, I saw some chatter this morning on Twitter, which I never just like take something on Twitter and like take it in and am like, good, that's how it is. That's why our society is like toxic as hell. So I saw some chatter that he was a registered Republican and like a big old Trumper. I was like, well, yeah, how do you know that? How do you know that? So I tried to look into it. I don't know how these people confirmed he's a registered Republican because I was not able to do that with ne- the Nevada Board of Elections. Um, I saw some screenshots that I can't verify. But what I did see was some pictures of him to his own Instagram, um, y- you know, the, the, just with hanging out with a lot of people dressed in, in flag paraphernalia. 
I don't personally know any progressives that do that. Well, one of, of them July was wearing 4th. a Trump shirt, right? One of them was wearing a straight up Trump shirt and that person was tagged. And, and you guys know, like, I, I hate to like investigate this way. It's so, but like, I, I went to look into it. It's the person he tagged, you looked at him and this person was like an avid Trump supporter uh, going to rallies outside of Trump International. So I was like, this is weird. I want to look at NASIB's uh, profile and see if there's, there's more like this, more, there's more to this. And um, I could not find his account from SUP. And I was like, that's, that's weird. I know he has Instagram. And then I looked from my account and I was able to find him. And I looked from Morty's account and I was able to find him. And I was like, surely there's another explanation. Then I asked Brian, I was like, there's no other explanation <laughs> for why mm -hmm. I can't find him from SUP other than Carl Nassib, the gay football player, uh, blocked Betch's SUP at some point He's, in time. He blocked us. Blocked yeah. us. Blocked. blocked by Nassib. Blocked by Nassib. The gay football player blocked us. I am so curious why. I don't know if it was because, uh, I mean, the thing is, I had no, like I said, I had no interest in investigating his personal politics until I saw that he blocked yeah. the Betch's SUP. You know, my thing is, you know, I, I like part of me like wants to give him the benefit of the doubt because, mm -hmm. you know, like, like everyone, you don't, you don't know, like yeah. you're not like educated yet. Sometimes you don't get educated. He's been he's 28 years old, you know, like, I mean, that's old enough mm -hmm. to know, but like, at, I don't know his, his, the way he grew up where, I don't know, I don't know the circumstances right. of where he grew up, what his family is like, you know, cause I just often think of like, you know, the, you know, the environment that I grew up in and some of the things that I thought that I thought were my values when I, before I got learned, you know, so. More like, I don't know, I've been at a family reunion where one of my cousins was wearing a t-shirt that had a picture of Donald Trump opening up his own t-shirt to reveal that he's Superman. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> my theory is that he like, my theory is that he hired a publicist before this. Um, yeah. and which I don't mean, and I hope that doesn't sound like cynical. Like, I think that's a no, good thing to do. And whenever you're going to make person. a huge, yeah. huge decision like this, you want to make sure you're like set up for success. And they were like, if, if there's anybody that might scrub and try to like call you out as a Trump supporter, you should eliminate them or, mm. or, or, and, or like we did something in the past that genuinely offended him for any reason. There's also mm -hmm. that possibility. Like that happens. We got blocked by a lot of people during during high tension times like maybe there was something a, a good i can't remember i i feel like had sup done something incredibly homophobic i hope that brian would let me know <laughs> or 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 so i think that somebody would let me know like i don't think this is elise always tells me whenever i'm like oh my god what's happening like uh, did we get elise like nobody gets quietly canceled like you find yeah, out you'll find mm -hmm. out yeah. if we fuck up really bad It'll, yeah. people it'll let be us know. You we'll, guys let we'll, us know. <laughs> if we fuck up minimally bad, people let us know. So I yeah, yeah. somebody done something so bad that a uh, frat gay football player was like, absolutely not. We would have yeah. known. Or he just, you know, he didn't, he wasn't ready for uh, people to pry into that part, which I uh, definitely respect. But I did, it did make me sad this morning. It always kind of feels personal, even though nobody has any idea that I do this. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I really work to yeah. keep it that way very hard. <laughs> it is funny to me. Because I actually block, I would say maybe hundreds of people. Uh, yeah. Anyone yeah, who's too. anyone who acts any type of way is me blocked too. by me. But I do find it funny to block an account that is 
strictly performative and not interactive. <laughs> like I block people based on interactions yeah, where true. I'm like, Ooh. I will. I don't want you to you. interact. I was not cyberbullying Carl Nassib. Right. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just. There's no way that Sup has addressed Carl Nassib in any way prior. I've not that. heard this name before. <laughs> yeah. But, before but honestly, maybe maybe he's a Republican. Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> He can be a Republican and maybe he didn't like the content on the stuff because he's a Republican and he's like, fuck it, I'm blocking them because I don't want them to get I'm going to come out as gay one day and they're going to want to look at my page and they won't be able to. (laughs) Or some people genuinely will see things like or just Trumpy people will will just be like, see things they find so upsetting that they decide that that I should not have the privilege of looking at their page. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But usually those people are not very famous. Yeah, they're uh, not like actually players, people right? you want to look at their page and you're like, oh, damn, I actually... <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it sucks because I had to tell our our like amazing new graphic designer. Her name's Nicole. She's amazing. Uh, she was making me a quote card and I was going to tag him and I was like... I think you should stop. <laughs> and she was like, good, because none of the pictures looked right. So maybe it was a sign. <laughs> yeah, a gay man with no good pictures. What? I know. That's that's the most suspicious. That's the most suspicious. But, you part. know, I'm sure Colton seeing that and he's like, phew, this guy's not not a perfect gay either. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope it wasn't one of those situations where someone was like, I have this information on you. Yeah, it's coming out because that happens all the time. You, oh like, God, right. and then they just like they have to change. Uh, Didn't that happen with Colton? That is too? what happened yeah. with Colton, which is horrible. Like that. Yeah. Sucks. I hope that's not what happened. But I know. Yeah. Right. I feel. I feel like because it is coming during Pride, mm-hmm. it feels maybe like he was compelled to do it because it's Pride with, with the, the do- especially yeah the donation and with the donation. But right. yeah, I hope that's not the case either. Yeah. That fucking sucks yeah we were talking about how recently marriage equality was and to me like it's still so slow and we even talked yesterday about we talk all the time i feel like every other day about attacks on trans kids and and um Mm -hmm. lgbtq americans but i do feel like the norms and just like the acceptance has changed so fast like i feel like you don't not fast for gay people obviously (laughs) but like when i saw this i thought i would try to think of the last time you heard that like locker room thing like oh, but you'll, I don't want to be naked in the locker room. But I feel like we've finally grown out of that, but I don't know. I might be naive. What do you think, Brian? Do you, do you feel like that's still an angle of, of I, sports? The thing, I think, I think gay men, number one fear is straight men, which I think is probably the same for every person yeah, on this planet. But you know, there is this whole thing in your enti- in your head most times when you first meet a straight person is that straight male is that like are they going to like me? Like are they going to like are they going to be offended by my presence? Like those you know what I mean? Like and so when you do end up interacting with straight men who are not like are are like just like you know treat you like a human being i guess mm-hmm. um it's very like oh my god that's so nice so they probably get like a little bit of okay. the benefit of the doubt but i don't know i mean i think yeah. i think it's probably still prevalent i think people yeah. are anxious and nervous but i do think you know people like him coming out you know when Elliot page came out as trans and all these people um i think it, it you know, representation really does matter i mean that's why like even like me 
personally, I'm trying to always be a little more open about my relationship, even though I mm-hmm. would never have been before. But now that I'm like, okay, well, it's kind of nice that I'm like getting married to a man. And mm-hmm. I'm sure young gay kids would appreciate that. So I, th- I think it, yeah, it's in, it is important, but I think there's still that nervousness. Yeah. For sure. Right. That's so interesting that like, even though non-gay people, like, like I said, like to me, I don't perceive it, but even if it's a small percentage, like you're still doing that scan, like this could be mm-hmm. one of those people that still thinks that way. And you have to you never know who that's going to be. If Antonio goes to hold my hand and we're walking in the street, I'll look around me after he yeah. did, like, just to make mm-hmm. sure, you know, like stuff like that, you know, yeah. so I, anything, anything and everything that can help move that forward is nice. Yeah, totally. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So another few sports headlines because we're here this weekend, (laughs) (laughs) this weekend, Allison Felix qualified for her fifth Olympics, but this will be her first as a mother, just three years after a life-threatening pregnancy. She had severe preeclampsia and delivered her daughter at just 32 weeks. Her daughter daughter was less than four pounds, spent a lot of time in the NICU, and Allison Felix also had to fight for her life. Um, And now going back to them, she's the most decorated, like, world 
track athlete ever. She's crossed Usain Bolt, like in terms of world championships and Olympics. She has a couple people to beat in terms of being like the most decorated U.S. track athlete and any track athlete of all time. But um, she's like on her way this Olympics, which, yeah, I mean, we're talking about representation, but to to just like be at the top of your game and like about to break a world record when you just had a baby is just it's huge. Cause I feel like all I see, especially as I've had friends have babies is like, Oh my God, it's so hard. Either your life is over. Like, it's so hard. It's your body is ruined. You'll never be the same, but like you can, maybe you'll never be the same, but that doesn't mean you can't like excel in a different way and surpass mm-hmm. even where you were at. So this yeah. just felt very important and cool to me. Yeah. I think it's really awesome. And like, there is just so much that's put on a pregnant woman and then a postpartum woman's body. And there are so many like rules that you have to sort through some of which are bullshit. And some of them are actual real vital rules that are important. And like, it's just, it's cool to see someone perform as an athlete after pregnancy and kind of smash through some of maybe the more bullshit rules about how much a pregnant woman can do or how much a postpartum Mm -hmm. woman can do. Right, right. And like, I think she's 35. So yeah, just like when in a woman's career, you know, we have all of these amazing mothers that are at the top of their game. And it it feels like that's also new. And I I haven't looked into this too much, but I do know that Alison Felix had a, she had like a contract with Nike that they basically completely like obliterated after she got pregnant and had her baby. They like cut a huge portion of it and wow. she ended up getting out of it. But basically like, we're like, well, you can't function to uh, to the same level that you could before. But now she has a great partnership with Athleta and so does Simone Biles. And uh, so I've been getting my, it's working on me. I'm like, great, I'll go to Athleta. Joe Biden likes their masks. It's affordable. <laughs> Athleta, They're doing- we have ad space. <laughs> I was just reading also that Simone Biles and Athleta are like, putting on their own gymnastics tour to compete with the usual tour because the usual tour is like really horrible to the athletes and it's actually a place where a lot of like the abuse took place and so Simone Biles is just like fuck it I'm doing my own tour so the it's through the USA Gymnastics and USA Gymnastics is the one that usually does those post tours but that's amazing and they're still suing them yeah the president is like like the former president of the is probably going to jail like he had like hid shit about the whole Larry Nasser stuff it's Mm -hmm. it was a whole fucked up USA Gymnastics was is like a whole shit show yeah that Simone Biles well you know she's winning despite (laughs) all those motherfuckers so Mm -hmm. good for her yeah 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 it's also just amazing to see her thrive because I feel like there was a lot of concern among athletes about the Olympics getting pushed back a year and it's but it seems like everybody's like nailing it like over the weekend I'm sure we all saw that 20 year old Shakari Richardson became the fastest woman in America after dominating dominating the 100 meter race just so fucking fast I don't know how they don't I don't know how they don't lift off I know. Well, she also like, like even like stopped and like pointed. She didn't even like run full. Like she was like, oh, look at that. Basically right. like, I I'm know, fucking doing like the that. finish line. Yeah. And she's also, I don't know how she identifies, but she says she is in a relationship with a woman. So mm-hmm. great, great pride month for um, LGBTQ plus athletes. Yeah. She's also <laughs> just like, she has her nails. She has her lashes. She has her wig. Like she's, representing in so many ways. And she said like yesterday, like her, I, I'm not sure about her family relationship, but she said her biological mother passed away last week. Last what? week. Yeah. Wow. Last week. Oh no. That's awful. I know. 
and that's well that's terrible whatever their relationship was but Yeah. yeah it is really cool to see her like Number one, like not playing respectability politics with her looks. I mean, she looks amazing. She's beautiful, but it's different than what you see at the Olympics with like the orange hair and like her actually being kind of like glam at the race. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's cool. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the baddest bitch. I'm going to be the fastest bitch. I'm going to have a full mm-hmm. beat on the track. Yeah. Well, she said that she was like, I want I want everyone to know that I'm that girl. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's also, it's like, yeah, when you're that fast and you only have to wear the lashes for like 13 <laughs> seconds, then like, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. It is a lot of preparation for a little, That's a lot of preparation for a little race. But, you know, do whatever you, 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 you want. You got to do all those interviews after, That's you know true. what I That's, mean? She knew yeah. that she was going to win. She's like, I'm getting dressed for my interviews that I'm going to have to do because I'm so fucking fast. (laughs) She's that girl. I mean, I don't know. I'm getting excited for the Olympics. I think I said yesterday that like individual sports, I think are my thing. Like I, I, Mm -hmm. they can animate and women's soccer because we're all fluid when the women are playing soccer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, that is so fun. That is so, it is so true as uh, I don't even know. I think universally not just as a soccer fan. Oh Oh, no. Well, Megan Rapinoe, I mean, (laughs) You know, I could right. see her in a bar. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely one of those people who thinks zero about the Olympics and then they start happening and I suddenly <laughs> am an expert in right. every single thing. And <laughs> I know all the people like. Yeah, it's definitely a sure way to make me cry. Like if I when I see people accomplish their goals, yes, that like I is. know, like that's what makes me cry. And I just like I'm like, I know I'm going to get a good cry. That's watching. why it's more compelling, because I'm like, this person did this by themselves. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. I love watching the World Cup win. It's like amazing watching mm-hmm. basketball championships win. But like when it's like, damn, like they did that all by themselves. They jumped mm-hmm. from like the divers. I, it gets me every time. There'll be a lot of Pe- memeing and a lot of crying. People's fit. Like I, my favorite is just always like the person's face when they realize they nailed the thing or like they <laughs> realize yeah. they like. Like there's that really famous so Simone Biles resting face. Yeah, Simone yeah. Biles resting face is she's just walking about her day, crushing yeah. it in every aspect. <laughs> but there's that like really famous shot of Tanya Harding after she lands the triple axel and she's so like she's crying and yeah. she's so overjoyed. I mean, obviously <laughs> Tanya had you know, right. Tanya goes on to do some things and and we have compassion for why that happened now that we've seen the movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's like the encapsulation of my favorite type of Olympics moment is like, per I know, and that didn't even happen at the Olympics, I don't think. But anyway, person like lands, moment. person lands the thing. Simone Biles flipping and landing, like mm-hmm. yeah, the it's person the swimming and coming up, like it, I just I love it. I love it. I love it. Amazing. So our final sports story for today comes out of the Supreme Court. And this ties into, importantly, what we were talking about, how Simone Biles can have that cool, like, world championship tour. This -hmm. relates to whether college athletes should be able to benefit from their fame, you know, outside of official channels as well. So the NCAA makes about a billion dollars a year on TV deals, ticket sales, apparel, huge sponsorships. I mean, I don't know if they made that last year with everything that was going on, but they generally make a ton of money. All of the schools in the NCAA benefit from college athletes strictly being considered amateurs. Uh, They can't get material compensation for their efforts. They basically can only be paid in like their tuition and what it costs them to go to school. I mean, this is basically a It means that 
there's no competition. Athletes can't really be lured one way or another. Um, they can't necessarily exchange better compensation or better rewards for their talents. That has been the case forever. But yesterday's decision opened the door to student athletes receiving more in exchange for their labor than the cost of their education. Right now, not much more. The justices said that schools can offer additional education-related perks like scholarships for graduate schools, internships, laptops, other equipment that is useful when you're in college. Uh, nobody wants amateur athletes to be paid more than Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny to me that college sports is Brett Kavanaugh's like and I don't even we'll talk about it I don't even disagree with Brett Kavanaugh actually on this point but it's just very funny to me that like of course the beer guy is my womb (laughs) as 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 like the same liberties and rights as a a basketball player but Brett Kavanaugh loves basketball play basketball it came up in his confirmation hearing and um he brings it up often in oral arguments I didn't know that but I was listening to the strict scrutiny podcast earlier uh, today and they said he just like constantly brings it up. Uh, so he wrote he wrote his own opinion, concurring opinion. He was like, I want to I want to talk about this all on my own. He agreed with everybody. He was like, I want to write my own paper. This is what happens when we put someone named Brett on the court. This is what happens is that he brings up basketball constantly. <laughs> right. This is the case. Like you y'all dealt with some wild stuff, and this is the case where you're like, I you know I have something to say. Yeah. Something Brett Kavanaugh's like, wait a minute, wait. I know something about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These guys have to get up after a Saturday night of boofing and you're not going to pay them. <laughs> so he wrote in his own concurring opinion, I'll quote, nowhere else in America can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate on the theory that their product is defined by not paying their workers a fair market rate. So this relates to basically the NCAA and the colleges have just been like amateur, amateur, they're amateurs. That's the rule. So finally it's like, Why is uh, that the rule? So even bigger changes are coming next week when six states will enact laws allowing college athletes to profit from their names, images, and likenesses. So this is huge. This is the stuff like signing endorsement deals, uh, hosting a training camp, doing a tour, literally selling autographs, whatever they want. And those states are, I know enough about college sports to know that these are, most of these are big ones, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. New Mexico, and Texas. The NCAA itself is also pressure under pressure to revisit its policy here. They were actually on deadline to do that earlier this year, but they uh, they moved their own deadline indefinitely. But there are a lot of reasons this is super important. I mean, one, it's great for gender equality in sports because one great thing about women athletes is that they're great at social media and tend to amass big followings. As we just talked about, I am looking forward to nothing else than memeing the Olympics because people get really excited and it's fun. And those people can create huge followings and then influence and sell ads and create partnerships based on those followings. College athletes can't do that right now. I mean, think of all those, like, I feel like every six months, an incredible gymnast from a college goes viral and like, they can't Mm -hmm. make any money right now. Uh, College athletes also, I mean, the idea is that you'll play for four years and then, or however long, and then you can go to the pros. Like that's what we reward you with, but you could get hurt at any time. All, football especially is famously dangerous sport. Like you could have a career ending injury at any time, or you could decide to go to the pros and then get hurt there, but you never finished college. Like that's just not a good rationale. And finally, I mean, normal college students can get scholarship who get scholarships can also make money. They can become influencers and do whatever they want. Like it's just mm-hmm. athletes that cannot. So it seems super unjust and I'm glad it's changing. It seems crazy to me that, 
Olivia Jade was able to make money off of being on a fake rowing team as an influencer. <laughs> but these all these real athletes this entire time have not been able to do that. It's the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's an excellent so point, Brian. I <laughs> I was also just thinking like this idea that like, oh, your compensation is that you'll like, we'll train you and you go to the pros. Like for a lot of women's sports, the pros... Right aren't really well paid. Right, right. They're like, that's your, that's such a good point. That's your Mm -hmm. carrot for me (laughs) is like a tiny weight room. Exactly. Like a a lot of these women probably could make more in their time as college athletes influencing and during their, like the college years Mm -hmm. for a lot of women, like that's their actually main highest earning, highest potential time just because the pros aren't like there for them in the same way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It seems it seems like it's a it, a no brainer that athletes sh- on their own time should be able to use their own likeness. They shouldn't be they shouldn't be essentially be owned by their sports teams. That seems insane. <laughs> it does seem insane. It seems like like unconstitutional. I can't explain how, but it yeah. just seems like some sort of like involuntary well, Brett's on it. Indentured, yeah. <laughs> Brett's <laughs> on it. Brett, it's actually, Brett, Brett is actually going to handle describing how it's unconstitutional. <laughs> yeah. I actually, like, it, it's actually in his hands and I'm not worried about it. Let's just make sure he knows that, like, it's not just men's basketball. Like, let's let him think it's literally just mm-hmm. men's basketball. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll have to talk to him about literally everything else once he's done working on this. <laughs> but, <laughs> Right, exactly. I mean, like expert analysis from ESPN estimates that individual student athletes could earn anywhere from $1,000 to a million dollars off of name and likeness rights. I mean, that's quite a range, of course. I don't even know why I put that in there. (laughs) It's quite a range. But think about it. If you're in college and you are an athlete and you got a scholarship, like, and maybe you're just you didn't get a full scholarship. Like you're still depending on it. Like a thousand dollars for a sponsored post here and there is huge for you for getting through college. Mm-hmm. You're also, right. you're not, when you're training for your sport, you can't have a job. You can't no. have like an oh my God. That is your job. job. That on, is your job. Yeah. On top of school. So if they can take a fucking photo of themselves holding like a sugary drink and get like 1500 bucks so they can eat what they want that month or buy something, you know, like they should be able to do that. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. That is our show. Until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russo Smith. And this is the Betcha Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.